everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. This brings me back to my days in juvie and how we escaped by getting out a window. Oh, Matt, you're pretty much a good you're a that good kid. I don't think you're going to commit. No, Robbie, I was a bad seed. I don't know if you remember that, but I was all over the place, you know, shooting people with slingshots and, uh, you know, dealing bubblegum in the hallways. You know. It's... Okay. All right, got it. Uh, hi guys, we're Brady by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month. You can gain access to all of our bonus uh bonus podcasts, lots and lots and lots and lots of back back stuff to listen to. If you want to check it out, we appreciate it. Goodness, if you want to hear us for days, weeks, probably months of on time, you know? tons of stuff on there. Uh, we appreciate everyone who supports us. Makes keeps the show going. This week's episode is The Wandering Juvie, episode FABF eleven, originally aired March twenty eighth, two thousand and four, written by John Frank and Don Payne, directed by Lorne McMullen. Uh, received a five point eight rating with about ten point five million viewers. Uh the couch gag. The family is a Polaroid picture, developing Polaroid picture. I believe this is a repeat from earlier in the season. I wanna say. We've seen this already, I think. Matt, you remember? I don't, honestly. I have to be honest with you, Robbie. I enjoy the couch gags very much, but they do tend to run together after 15 years. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's the Simpsons. They're on a couch. Um, this episode guest stars Sarah Michelle Geller as Gina Vendetti. You get it? Her name's Vendetti. I didn't get that. It's like Vendetta. Vendetti. Vendetti. Uh, we have Charles Napier as the warden. I guess they just said Charles Napier in, and he recorded like six different characters. It's a, I don't, you can't really do that much with Charles Napier. His voice is pretty distinctive. Yeah, you're not gonna. I like, it's fine. I guess like I, I, that hunter guy, the hunter guy from the bear episode. Matt is just this is he's the war, he's a warden as well. Apparently, oh yeah, he's both. I guess also if this episode also features. Uh, Jane Kaczmarek as my favorite Simpsons character, Judge Constance uh, Harm. Do uh-huh. you get it, Matt? Her name's Constance Harm. It's close to Constance like Harm. constantly harming somebody. I know, it's close. That's a, they made, they make a joke there. Um, I really, I don't know what it is about that naming, that name they gave her, that I just, <laughs> I don't like it. It's so on the nose. Ugh. Um, <sighs> okay, so, you know what, Matt? This episode doesn't that, it doesn't have Homer framing Marge for a DUI. I mean, that's a pretty big upgrade on our last episode. It is. I it's mean, immediately better than that, right? Okay, I'll give it that. Uh, does not make it a good episode, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, just not having terrible atrocity in your episode doesn't make it good. It kind of makes it, it it is it's like it makes it not have that giant albatross, I suppose. But it has a lot of problems. Uh, inciting incident. To act, act one. This act one does means nothing. There's nothing in it that's important. None whatsoever. No, it's just a, it's just a bunch of stuff happening. So we go. We the family's going shopping. They go to Costigan's department store, and I want to point out a thing, Matt. I I I don't know. I, this feels like I'm like fish in a barrel to me at this point, where it feels like every episode we do is like. This is how, why this is worse 
This is why this doesn't work compared to older Simpsons episodes. Yeah. And it starts right away. The very first thing that happens, and it jumped right out at me. I'm not going to bring it up every time I see this episode because it gets tiring. But the very first thing you see is the, the sign for Costington's with a, a sign. And, it, and it's like and it's like a bring class back to downtown or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then a homeless man walks by. He's drinking. He leans on the sign. A couple letters fall off and it has some obscene thing on there or semi-obscene. You know, obscene for the Simpsons. It's like still PG right. or whatever. And the, then we see the Simpsons walk past it to get into the store. In and that's a that's a famous thing about the Simpsons, right? Sign gags, famous, yep. famous, famous, famous thing. One of the very first shows that used them all the time. Multiple multiple sign gags every single episode. Freeze frame gags for the advent of VCRs. Everyone would freeze and look at the gags and and go, oh, that's look at that for a for a six second sign gag. They spent a lot of time writing a joke, but they never ever would call attention to them they were just a part of springfield you know they weren't special they were just a a subtle part that made springfield feel real because they were they had personality you know it made the sign it made the the it gave every all it gave springfield the city personality the sign gets messed up by the homeless man family walks past it bart pauses points at the sign, and laughs at it. Ha 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 ha. And the sign gag's not that great. Uh, it's It says ass, I believe, which so is why Bart laughs. But you don't... Why is Bart... It, Bart is literally like, look, we wrote a sign gag. I'm like, just walk, they just walk past it, because it's to them, it's normal. Exactly. To the Simpsons, it's just another sign in their lives. Do when they walk past the sign at the at the church, does Lisa point at it and chuckle? No, it's just another sign. They just go, "Oh yeah, it's a sign. Oh, it's clever. That's funny. That's the same ones we always have." Yeah, it's that. Um, we go to this department store. It's a montage of mostly boring jokes. Homer gets caught in the escalator, loses his pants, which are back again. The next scene, I guess he bought more pants. Who cares? Um, it's not funny. I don't know. Lisa is also these jokes. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's just because this was from two thousand, the mid two thousands, or if I am just really annoyed by these kinds of jokes now. But it feels like jokes written about them all by men who in their fifties. Yeah, that's like it. Really, like, and that's a lot of stuff in this episode. It's just like feels like men in their fifties or sixties writing jokes about them all. They're like, and about. Like the Lisa segment, the Lisa seg- this little tiny Lisa moment where she goes to buy clothes and it's all like skimpy, and Lisa is the one like like those clothes are and like the ladies like this is our whore line of fashion for little girls or yeah. something like that. I'm like, I, adults buy children's clothing, guys. Children don't buy children's clothing. Adults buy it. Was it eight years old? <laughs> yeah, there's no children. Like if you're if it's like a 15 year old, okay. But Lisa's eight. She doesn't have money. <laughs> I don't like if you're going to talk about women fashion for children, like the parents buy the clothes for children. Like it's parents problems. Why are we are we blaming this lady at the mall? Is that she's the one who made these clothes? No, she's just a sales lady. She doesn't have any say. Uh, Marge gets a hard sell about face cream. 
which is fine, I guess. About all the jokes and the gags here, I think that's the one I like the most. The, oh, really? Okay. I, it's fine. I mean, it's a low bar, man. We're at a low bar. It's Especially, a real low bar. That is definitely true. It's a low bar in this episode in particular. There's, I think, three moments in this episode where I thought were clever and fun. Uh, this is this is not quite there, I guess, but it's it's of these. It's the best. We get Skinner Kerbopal looking at a wedding registry, introducing... Introducing, this is the inciting incident to the inciting incident, literally. Actually, because, okay, inside, there's four inciting incidents to the inciting incidents of this first act. Because family goes to the department store, inciting incident to the wedding registry, inciting incident. Inciting incident to the Bart getting a fake registry, inciting incident. And then Bart putting on a fake wedding, inciting incident. That's four. Four layers deep of inciting incidents. Why? Well, yeah, because you can't, you can't just go into something, Robbie. Okay, all this is okay. So Skinner Babapol, Krabapol making points about weddings. Skinner, blah blah blah. They're never going to get married. Jokes. All this to set up Bart setting up a fake registry and putting a bunch of stuff on it so that he can get the whole town to buy gifts for this fake wedding, and then he can take the the presents and and vamoose. So like you do, yeah. I and I. There's a part of me that just is like. Is everyone in Springfield a complete and utter moron that they fall for this? Sure, they can uh-huh. be. They can be. Sure, you can do that. Uh, but it's step every step along the way. I'm just like, this is not how real life works, guys. Like, it's not even close. This is not a, even like. And all of this is to get Bart to go to juvenile hall, right? To go to juvenile detention. Basically, yes. So it doesn't it, like it could be anything. Bart commits a crime, goes to juvie. This is like it just is not a very like. It's not exciting. So we get this montage of everyone deciding what to buy for this wedding that isn't real. Finally, finally, it's and it's interminable, very long. We get a fake wedding and a courtroom scene of Bart after he gets arrested for the fake wedding. I see neither blushing bride nor ardent swain. There is no wedding here. Oh my God, we're sealed in. Hey, nobody breathe my air! Get your own! What, you selfish little maggot! I'll suck your lungs dry! <laughs> uh, uh, get off! Yes! So, you thought you'd pull a fake wedding, eh? You're under arrest. Come on, Chief. It was just a prank. Would some flatware make things right? Um, what does it say on my badge? Cash bribes only. Let's go. Bart, the record of your mischief is staggering. Just look at this file. That doesn't look so big. These are directions to the facility where Bart's criminal record occupies three full storage lockers. Six feet by eight? Six by fourteen. <gasps> Bart Simpson, I hereby sentence you to six months at the Springfield Juvenile Correctional Facility. Juvie? Please, Judge, you can't. I'll do anything. I'll squeal on my dad. He's been up to bad things. Crap you've never even thought of. We've already got an informer working deep cover on your dad. One he'll never suspect. Is it Lenny? Damn it. I mean, uh, no. That's 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 really funny, right, Robbie? I mean, it's fine, I guess. 
like it's the, like the there is one little gag in there i like the size of the storage locker gag that's fun. yes that, that is a good one that's a good gag um but all this is so like it's so complicated i think that's my when i come when i look at it like from removed it's just it's so complicated to get bart in juvie and i don't know why like i don't know why they don't just make it bart wants a thing and so he commits a crime to get it but instead bart sets up this giant wedding registry or or make it like um like the megaphone gag you know where he he piles up all the megaphones on top of each other it's like he it's a simple prank like that it's a simple momentary like failure in bart's judgment and it leads to something it leads to something terrible and then but they have this giant setup about fake wedding registry so what and why does bart with silverware like bart doesn't yeah right like who cares like is he gonna fence it like no like i don't i don't know what's going on but it doesn't matter bart he gets six months in juvie. We have a gag that I didn't include this because it's supposedly visual at the very end of the act. But Marge is holding on to Bart, won't let him go. They replace Ralph with Bart so they can get Bart away from Marge. And they send him off. They send him off to jail, to, to Juvenile Hall. And that's where we end the act at six minutes and 39 seconds. And when we come back, we finally get, like Robbie alluded to, to the actual thought of what's going on. Um, Bart gets checked into Juvie. Uh, Marge blames herself because she thinks, oh, no, I've been a terrible mother. And, of course, Homer uh, is blamed by Lisa because, oh, you know, obviously, uh, it's because of all the stranglings and negative reinforcement and blah, blah, blah. So, sure, all of those are plausible, uh, except for the whole Marge blaming herself. I think Marge has done pretty much everything she possibly can. Uh, But we see right away that uh it, it's it's not great uh to you know be in juvenile hall uh they they don't treat kids well uh, or adults for that matter just because you've done time at juvie doesn't mean the world has given up on you see for yourself the exciting careers that wait for you upon your release <gasps> these are all fast food jobs ex-cons are a godsend to employers like me if you ask for a raise, I just call your parole officer, and back in the can you go! <laughs> so, yes, as we can see, Krusty loves this, but, uh, you know, it's it's not great. Uh, which is a decent amount of social commentary, but the episode doesn't stick to it. They just use it as a gag and move on, which I feel like it could be better, but hey, sure. Um it, so it, might, we then, it would have to. This would have to be about any. It, it, there, this episode isn't about anything. It doesn't say anything no. about anyone. There's no carrot. Like they try. It just doesn't ha- use its time correctly. The pacing is off. There's just all these. It just. It's just twenty minutes. It's just like here's some stuff. You're like okay. Yep. It's better than. I mean, it's not offensive. It's just kind of boring. Well, yeah, and it doesn't really do anything. Like, it doesn't make you feel any certain way. It's supposed to be – it's almost family guy ask like, hey, look, there's this story and there's jokes involved. And I feel like you are supposed to feel some way about Gina, but you just don't kind of thing. Well, like, well there's not <laughs> – there's nothing there. She's not – yeah. she's barely – she's a plot device. That's all she is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So uh, at this point – we get itchy and scratchy for prisons, uh, which is basically itchy and scratchy with the setup. 
then all the violence cut out and then the denouement that's it that's 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 all which is sad and depressing and just the way it is i guess for people in prison because people in prison can't see violence because that will then obviously make them violent obviously yeah and then we get a whole bunch of jokes about being in prison and how everyone's getting beaten up constantly and how bart just has to um you know avoid anyone because his sentence isn't that long uh he even gets beaten up by the girls it's his montage of surviving in this bad environment yeah exactly and it, it's full of tropes and whatnot so there's nothing really new about this except it's it's translated for kids and it, there's a joke about going down the slide and getting your picture taken while you're getting beaten up uh yeah sure yeah so that's where we're at um and then Bart gets beat up by the girl because he wanders too close to the girl's side of Chewie and uh, gets beaten up by Gina. And this, that's our first introduction to her. Uh, I don't even know if they say her name, but he just gets beaten up by her uh, during Bart's visit with his family. Uh, Marge tells him to not be friends with those kids, which that is very much a mom joke of, oh, oh you should just not be friends with those people if they're going to be mean to you. And it's like, that's not the point. And I feel like that's a very tired trope that I really gotten tired of probably 20 years ago but i mean i can i can appreciate it this way man that is at least some character from marge like i feel like it is very that much is her true, too yeah. like that's fine it's not f- funny but that's uh, there's not much in this episode that's funny like the whole this whole montage is just like you know prison jokes well this is like prison except there's kids there you know like actual juvenile hall is basically just prison anyway so you're not it's yeah. there's not <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It's it feels very naive. I think also this episode feels very naive about what juvenile yeah. hall is. Exactly, and as we'll see, it's very much like prison because uh, we then get uh, Homer gets a job as a guard to try and protect Bart, but Homer's only there for you know a standard eight ten hour shift. So uh, he starts to protect Bart and say, "Oh, you, if you mess with Bart, you have to deal with me," and gives Bart a whole bunch of special treatment. And then Homer goes home for the day, and Bart gets beaten up yet again. Now, I'm gonna ask that. you a question, Matt. I'm going to ask you a question. Does Homer being a guard ever come into play ever again once in this entire episode? Nope. It is literally this one thing. There's an episode way down the line where Homer becomes a a prison guard at some new prison. And that's kind of what I was thinking. Oh, it'll be like that. But nope. It is literally one scene and then it's them escaping. It's it's almost as if they had an idea for a plot and then we're just like, eh, let's move on. We have more important things. They had a single, they they had the joke where Homer signs up to be a prison guard. And then they had a joke where Homer defends Bart and then leaves before he actually, you know, when his shift's over. Those are the jokes they had, Matt. So they had they had Homer become a guard. It never pays off. It doesn't mean anything in the context of the plot or the story of this episode. It shouldn't be in there. You are absolutely 100% correct. Uh, but it you doesn't know, matter. You know, well, you know what you could be using that time for, Matt? Maybe getting to know Gina a little bit. Robbie, that's asking way, way too much. Making me care honestly. about making me care about your characters. I guess that's true. Fair, fair point, Matt. You got me exactly. So, uh, but there's no time for that whole Homer as a guard plot to you know play out because oh, it turns out that uh, now it's time for Bart to escape with Gino for some reason. Studies show the part of the brain that remembers dance steps is also the anger center. So. Juveniles who know how to foxtrot are 10% less likely to commit a double homicide. Who conducted this study? The Institute of Shut Your Fat Face. Now, pair up. He's mine. Him? Why? I like him small and bug-eyed. 
You two will dance, and you'll like it. Then you'll have punch, and you'll drink it. Then your eyes will meet, and it will be awkward. So help me God. Okay, here's my rules. Hands at ten and two, no eye contact, and I don't want to hear how pretty I look. Don't worry, you won't. Seal the perimeter! So, yes, as you can see, for some reason, Gina decided that, oh, I'm getting out, I'm taking Bart with me. Why? We don't know. Uh, I like the bit with the prison guard and the whole remembering dance steps is also tied to anger. That feels very, well, somewhat social commentary but, you know, way it goes. Uh, but, yes, uh, we this is then followed up by a extended sequence where they try and get out a window and they call some old guy over to just try and close the window with a giant hook and it's just... It's not even really funny. It's just weird. But thankfully, that is the end of the act as they escape. Yeah, why does Gina bring Bart with her? I believe, if I if I'm reading the next uh, act right, it's because uh, she needs somebody to blame if they get caught. It's the best I can do. I guess that's right. But having another person just makes you more likely to get caught. I okay. It, mm-hmm. I, all right. Act three begins. Thirteen minutes forty seven seconds in. We have Gina saying that she brought Bart along so she can blame him for escaping, but that doesn't it doesn't make sense in any way, way shape, or form. Like you're you're both criminals, guys. They're not gonna like they don't believe you. They don't they're not gonna blame like they might use one of you to rat out the other, but you both escaped. There's no doubting that. Like people don't escape against their will, largely. Um we have an interview with Snake. As a uh, professional criminal, as which a, is that that could have worked a little better, but it was all right. He's he's selling a book about crim, being a criminal and Kent Brockman. He's holding Kent Brockman at gunpoint. Um, family is trying to save Bart at the same time. Um, do the does the family ever get close to saving Bart? No. Okay, then not that's not that's important that we get this introduced. Then, like, why? If we saw them walking through the woods to try and find Bart or something, or do or making some doing something proactive, we don't. They just they're there at the end of the episode. That's all that happens. Bart and mm-hmm. Gina have a little discussion uh, over a fire, I believe. Or is this before? No, this is where they're walking. We get the fire discussion later. This is Bart and Gina talking a little bit, and then we have a scene with the police talking to Cletus, uh, trying to track down the kids. So why'd they send you to Juvie? Shoplift is scrunchy? Get bent. I pushed Snow White over the parapet at Disneyland. Oh, man. Did she live? Yeah, but it's not a good life. Gina, before we get any closer, there's something you need to know about me. I think girls are icky pants. Took a lot of courage to say that. Courage, I'm gonna pinch out of you. <laughs> 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 Say, Cletus, have you seen a couple of kids go by? I don't have such a good memory since I drank my thermometer, but I whittles what I sees. 
Is this them? It sure is. We're on the right track. Uh, hey, what are you making now? Oh, sometimes I whittles the future. Hmm. I, this, is hmm. Another, this is another bit I like. I like the Cletus whittling stuff. Yeah. That's fun. That's a fun thing. Um, Why do we like Gina again? Why are we supposed to empathize with her at all in any way? I don't know, Robbie. What the hell do we even know uh, about Gina? She pushed a Snow White out of a, a castle at Disney World or whatever. Yeah. That's, and, that's cr- and disabled them in some way. <laughs> Made them their, their lives terrible, which makes me really like her. Um, normally, guys, you, you do the thing up front where we like them, and then you... <laughs> You you give us a little bit of a kernel of something. It goes, oh, they have a heart of gold. <laughs> There's nothing. It'll do that. Um, nope. We we can move forward a little bit. Uh, she's. They go to. They're 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 trying to get to a blacksmith to get a, unhandcuffed. Okay. Uh, we finally learn information about Gina. That's really what happens. Great, I can get these handcuffs off before I get a full-blown case of the cooties. Bart, I can't believe you don't know this, but there's no such thing as cooties, cootie shots, cootie force fields, or cootie insurance. But State Farm took my money. When we split up, where are you going to go? Don't worry, my family will hide me till the heat's off. Wow, your parents are cool. There we go, Matt. That's the first instance we've seen of anything involving Gina being possibly interesting or useful. She, this is the these are the things we know about Gina is uh, she has a pink stripe in her hair. She's good mm-hmm. with a knife. She pushed a princess, a Disney princess out of a castle and hurt them de- badly. She has a family that will hide her. That's what we have been told so far about, about Gina. OK, that's not a lot of information like where is like a flashback scene where we see Gina get wrongfully put in jail? That's all. It, like, where's that? Instead of having Homer be a, why? Instead of Homer being a guard, why isn't there a scene of Gina meeting with Bart and telling him this sad story about why she's in juvie? Why is it take an entire act to get Bart in juvie? Why couldn't that be? I, you know. Yeah. So the and like so we learn that Gina has parents. They go to a blacksmith. Uh, there's a long scene about the blacksmith forging a key for the for the handcuffs and this is my judgment shared only this is mine but Mm -hmm. the gag that takes 30 seconds of seeing this stern blacksmith making this taking this all this time to make a little tiny key is not nearly worth the amount of time it spends when you could just have a blacksmith smash their hammer smash the the handcuffs off with a hammer i mean in an episode that is this fluffy uh i think they were just trying to find something funny uh yes matt i (laughs) that's a good description of this entire episode is the simpsons creatives searching for something funny they were really they were looking for it and they stumbled upon it a couple times so we just learned gina does lean we just learned gina has parents that will hide her out and bart thinks that's cool uh, they get their handcuffs taken off. Then we learn about two minutes later that Bart, that Gene actually doesn't have a family. Wah, wah. We're free. We're free. Bart, I'm going to miss you so much. Hey, the next time my mom asks me to help around the house, I could come live with your family. <coughs> Don't get fresh with me, jerk. 
Take it from a blacksmith. That girl's trouble. That girl's nuts. First she likes me, then she hates me. I've already forgotten how ugly she is. I'd better eyeball that ape one more time. <laughs> What's up? Don't you want to get back to that awesome family of yours? What are you crying about? How cool they are? Oh, I know you're sad now, but surely your incredible family will cheer you up. Wait, do you even have a family? No, I don't. They're imaginary, like your brain. Hey, I understand. You don't understand anything. You're such a psycho. Mama's boy. Future skank, family guy. Well, well, well. If it isn't Punch and Juvie. <laughs> Plant the evidence on them, boys. Uh, Chief, we don't have to. These ones are actually guilty. Super. Makes our job that much easier. What's... Help me here. Robbie, if you're going to ask anything about this, but I, I have nothing, man. I, I got... So, they get freed. They are freed from their handcuffs. And Gina's real sad. Because her she doesn't have a family. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I don't care about Gina. So, I don't care if she doesn't have a family. There, you've done literally nothing to establish that she's, like, likable at all. She's not compelling. There's nothing special about her. She is just a, a plot device. She is just a thing to move Bart around. She might yep. as well just be a skateboard. Like, there's nothing... She could be a talking skateboard. It wouldn't change anything. So, she doesn't have a family. And now they just get a caught. They don't make... Like, you know... You, you know have, you, have you seen The Fugitive, Matt? Uh, yes. Long time ago. Harrison Ford. Tommy yep. Lee Jones. The cat and mouse of trying to figure out where they are, like... Chasing, chasing each other around, trying to outsmart the other. Mm -hmm. Like normally, you'd think you'd have a, a scene where Bart and Gina are trying to escape, like a, a dramatic scene. Like maybe they're getting close to getting cornered by Wiggum and his guys, and they do something to try and outsmart them. And then they make one little mistake, and it ends up costing them. They get caught, and also this is a chance for us to see Bart and Gina grow closer together. This is a scene that is in, like, dozens of prison movies and prison escape movies over and over again. Like, this isn't, like, I didn't make this up. I just have seen those films and television shows. Instead, they're just like, oh, the cops are here. They got him. Like, what? where's the drama? Where's the conflict? Where's tension? Yep. Where, no, where is it? What did you guys, like, come on, guys. Like, I know you, have you not seen those movies that I've seen? Like, some of them? It's like... You just copy, steal from them, and, and put it with your characters. That's what The Simpsons did for years. That's why they were so... Everyone loved The Simpsons, because, like, oh, they used that scene from that movie, and they made it work in the context of the show. It was so smart and so good. Instead, it's just like, oh, the cops are there. They caught him. Um, Genia takes the blame for Bart. Why? Hmm, that's a good question, Robbie. I don't think I can tell you that. Uh, because she likes him for some reason? He showed compassion to her once? Literally, that's what. Ha that's the only thing, the only connection they have. They escaped, 
And I guess you're supposed to assume that Gina this entire time actually had secret... She, like, secretly, quietly liked Bart and liked being around him. And that's why she was being all, you know, cold and mean to him on the surface because she didn't want to get attached. That's what I assume we're supposed to feel. However, the episode never shows that at any one point. We never get a moment alone with Gina where she goes, where we see her admit to another friend in juvie or to even to herself with some monologue. We never get that moment. We just uh, see Gina taking the blame for Bart. And like, well, why would she do that? Because she felt sorry for him? Like, that's like, okay, but that's like the bare minimum of like, establish a connection between your characters. That's all I'm asking. Um, she, so she's going back and because Wiggum and the guys are l- lazy, they're just going to let Bart stay out of juvie. Which is the one bit I actually, uh, I buy that. That's the one consistent part. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, they would absolutely, he's like a week left, and I just leave him, who cares? I don't want to take him back in. Um, that's, that's fine. So Gina goes back to Juvie, and we get the last scene of the episode. Welcome back, Gina. I got a few new cellmates for you. That's cool. I wouldn't feel right going to the bathroom with no one watching. <gasps> I thought you might want to have a nice family dinner. We're having make-your-own-taco night. Gina, thanks for showing us the meaning of Christmas. And thanks for showing my brother that girls can be cool. Who is this nerd? Taco, please. Well, my shift's over. I guess it's back to my bachelor apartment. Make a tuna sandwich, turn on Will and Grace, and cry myself to sleep. Hmm. Would you like to join us? Didn't you hear me? I've got an evening planned. He's got an evening plan, Robbie. That's fine. That's fine. I, I don't know, whatever. His his that. Who cares about the warden? Um, none of when they invite Gina, like, hey, we thought you'd want this, and we want to thank you. And like, she didn't do any of those things. They said, nope, none of those. She didn't do anything. She just was herself. I guess she was a she was a a, a, a set of mechanics to make this episode move that's all that she is she's not a character um i feel still feel bad for sarah michelle geller like she was asked to do nothing like here you're a plot device voice a plot device you don't you don't have an arc you don't have any feelings like new kid on the block new kid on the block where felt like laura and ruth and laura in particular was voiced by sarah gilbert Laura is a real, a real, she feels fleshed out. She feels like a character. She exists. She has her own wants and needs and desires. And like, she, she likes being around Bart. He's a cool little, he's a cool kid. She doesn't mind babysitting him. Uh, but Bart, of course, as a crush on her, doesn't want her to date Jimbo. And gets Which, to be fair, no, no one should be. No, exactly. Bart. It's not. And we recognize it, but it doesn't feel like Laura is just there to, make bart jealous you know like she's not just like a thing for bart to exist next to so that bart can have feelings and, and things she and to and in actuality the way to make us feel like bart is actually having growth is by making her real laura feels like a real character if we're talking about all the bart simpson love interests um mm-hmm. laura feels like a real character uh, uh love uh jessica lovejoy another instance feels like a real character she feels like it was a, just a love joy very similar in this except that she is like the good girl in a nice family but 
it secretly does a lot of bad things and tacked out you know to get attention from her father they she, she feels real though she feels like a real character there's never one point that um gina gina vendetti what a name um feels real and she is just she's she's just there this episode doesn't have any like it's it's about a jailbreak man this episode's about a jailbreak mm-hmm. and it's so boring yep that sounds about right no what like have you ever <laughs> have you seen escape from alcatraz i don't think i have really oh man escape from alcatraz is great uh because it's based on a real story clint eastwood and a and uh he's famously but the most famous actor in it but it's about a real story people escape from alcatraz and never were discovered they did a mythbusters episode about it too it's tense like it's a jailbreak they gotta escape or shawshank redemption more jailbreak very tense exciting dramatic you're like are they gonna get out are they gonna get caught all very exciting ten- tension filled experiences there's zero tension in this entire episode i don't care about anything there's no stakes it's just 20 minutes of your life um i don't know it's not it, it's it has a couple of good gags in it. it i you know i mentioned them but and it doesn't have matt again i'll ra- i'll bring this up because this is where we're at it does not have homer framing marge for a dui uh, okay it doesn't have that so it's not as bad as it possibly could be it is that just is true. it this is what this is and it's not very exciting conclusion but this is a, just another tedious empty episode that was i'm sure they were hoping it would be like this is funny this is great but it's just not you have to have your story be a story i don't know what you guys are uh, and homer oh god i can we not t- I, matt can we talk about homer again i'm gonna talk about homer oh boy we he, have to he's not a terrible monster in this like he was on our last episode you know that is true that's so is that but he is just he is captain wacky and it's just always captain wacky homer all over like we're gonna we're gonna sit down that i i have a i have an idea for a patreon bonus episodes we're gonna sit down we're gonna go season by season we're gonna analyze homer oh dear oh we're gonna dear. we're gonna see the de-evolution but it's just standing out to me like plain as day everything in this episode is just like him getting caught in an escalator in his pants. He's like, it's it's like a, the Homer Simpson from that fake cop show. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Uh, <laughs> it really is him. Oh, yeah. it's so awful. Uh, we'll rank it at the end of the show. Hey, Matt, it's, your, it's time for you to ask me a question. Robbie, is this episode broken? <sighs> I don't know. Yes? It, it It's no. hard to tell because this episode is not good, but it probably sets out to do what they wanted to like i'm gonna say it skates by barely as functional barely but it's very close it's very very close it manages to tie it it tells a story functionally it's just very bad at it but i'm not gonna this is not calling this episode good or bad this is if it's broken or not i don't think it's broken so i'm not gonna play the clip i don't think we need to fix it fair enough okay uh, we can move on to what is then our next segment. It is comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I look at the net forum, see what people thought about the episode when it debuted, uh, look at the poll numbers and pull some reviews. I, I don't... Do happy endings trick people, Matt? I think so. Like, not even in The Simpsons, just in general. 
Well, a, everyone feels better about something with a happy ending because if something has a non-happy ending, everyone goes away just feeling like, oh, that was sad, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Everything ends with a happy ending, as long as it wasn't overly saccharine. Everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, I just that because that's what it feels like. This is what the episode did because it is like I didn't have to like do deep analysis to not to be bored by this episode. Like, if an episode is exciting and interesting and makes me like want to watch it from through commercial breaks then i know it's not boring but this episode is just actually like i kind of like i was just like watching i'm just like oh, okay i'm just waiting for i i'm waiting for us to get to the fireworks factory you know it's an episode <laughs> about it's an episode about bart going to juvenile and breaking out and escape and running from the cops and i'm waiting for something to happen and i'm like i don't have to try like i, I shouldn't have to try to get excited about an episode but that's what i have to do um but very this is the, most people like this uh a lot um it's 27 percent gave it a five out of five 40 percent 40 percent gave it a four out of five so that is 67 percent of the the poll gave this a four or five out of five and then another 22 percent gave it a, a three out of five leaving under or just about 10 percent giving it less than that it almost feels like if you were a simpsons fan at this point you were just happy to be getting new simpsons I guess so. Um, I have some reviews. Here's our first. Perfect. Perfect episode. Oof. Wow. Uh, <laughs> just, that's one, that's three words. We haven't even, okay. I love the character-driven storylines that have been coming out lately, like the Ziff who came to dinner. Ooh, boy. They did a splendid job humor-wise as well, with every gag and joke making me laugh. This is a very impressive package overall. Arguably the best of the season. Ooh impressive okay um uh, next review i loved it sarah michelle geller did a great job and the whole episode was very funny second act was my favorite lots of great chief wigger moments superb animation too much better than last week's episode a i mean the animation was good it, i will say the episode looks good the simpsons have never looked better and they only look better as we like animation and all that stuff looks great even when the episodes are bad um so no complaints there but it's not necessarily the first thing i'm looking for in a simpsons episode i don't need it to be like akira or something i just want it i don't need pixar or or like yeah it's like the, the animation has to look good enough but after that it doesn't really matter i just i want your story and comedy to be character to be there uh next it was decent modestly funny they lost a lot of potential last by not including jimbo dolph Curry, or nelson as fellow inmates of barts you know why didn't they do that it's easy I assume they wanted to make it so that, you know, they, they are not bad enough to be in juvie. They're just bullies. They're not actual criminals. I mean, okay, sure. Uh, it was edited poorly and certainly the least interesting of all the Bart Love Interest episodes thus far. Six in it. Okay, Matt, this is the thing. This is why I pulled this review because it, it made my brain go crazy. Gave it a mm -hmm. six out of ten. Okay. And then gave it a B minus. Huh. I don't S think they understand how ratings work. Six out of ten. B minus. Like, did you go to school? Six, <laughs> no, Robbie, obviously not. A 6 out of 10 is a D. That's what that means. If you think it's a B minus, that means it's an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, next review. 3 out of 5. Not too much funny that I can remember three hours later. Not a good sign. I remember I laughed about four times and all. Bart was very annoying in this episode to me. There you go. That's closer. We're getting closer, man. Mm -hmm. uh, finally, here. I found one. This Most of the reviews, reviews were very positive. I could, it was very hard for me to find negative stuff. Even like even the negative ones were like, ah, 3 out of 5. Okay, this one, uh, this was like one of the very few negative ones I found. Yikes! 
That's now three consecutive episodes of horrible writing, nothing but simple-minded and recycled jokes. Storyline was a good idea, but the execution was poor. Once again, Al Jean tries to sneak an emotional character-building episode in two acts. It just doesn't work. I, I traveled back in time to write this. <laughs> well, good. I think that's what... I think that's... Uh, that's that. This is the one lone review that I'm like, yeah, yeah, got it. Spot on. Good job. 2004 form person. You got it. Uh, that's the reviews. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our second question this week is, what is your favorite Barney quote? Tons of great answers. Matt, take it away. All right. Our first one is from Andy. Uh, I don't know where you Magic Pixies came from, but I like your pixie drink. <laughs> I, I believe that is from the uh, the Junior Campers episode, right? Correct. Boy Scouts in the Hood. All right. All right, from Alex. Uh-oh, my heart just stopped. Oh, there it goes. Uh, from Benjamin. Uh, my name is Barney, and I'm an alcoholic. Lisa, Mr. Gumble, this is a Girl Scouts meeting. Is it? Or is it that you girls can't admit you have a problem? Uh, from Kai. I am the very model of a modern major general. I'm information, animal, vegetable, and mineral. Uh, from Deep Space Homer, I love this quote because it inspired me to learn the whole tongue twister poem song and learn how to say it super fast. I challenge you to see how fast you can say it. It is a tough one. Uh, from old painty can Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo Snrub. Uh, it's brilliant. Savagely honest, tender. He has the soul of a poet. You're very kind. Excuse me, did something crawl down your throat and die? It didn't die. Uh, <laughs> that's from uh, Stars Burns. Uh, from Lauren. Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. Uh, this quote at the end of his movie regarding alcoholism always tugged in my heart. As a toxicologist, I see many cases of drug overdose and the fact that the Simpsons at one point was the dangers of it always resounded with me. Uh, from Tim, all I can remember about the last two months is giving a guest lecture at Villanova. Or maybe it was a street corner. Those two can often be confused. Uh, from Matt, just hook it to my veins. Wait, I was gonna that I, I we might have even mentioned that back in that episode. Is Villanova like what's wrong with Villanova? I don't know. I mean, Did, anytime someone wants to make fun of a college, I'm down for it. I was gonna say it's. I imagine a Simpsons writer went to a school that is is a rival to Villanova. That is my guess. Is or, or went to Villanova, honestly. <laughs> or went to Villanova. That's also possible. Okay. Uh, let's see where we are. Uh, from Anthony. Uh, Barney. David Crosby, you're my hero. Oh, you like my music? You're a musician? I don't know what else David Crosby does, so I don't know what he would be referring to. He, he does drugs, Matt, is what he does. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get jokes. Anyway, uh, from at Johnny Two-Tone, uh, from Deep Space Homer, takes a sip of non-alcoholic champagne. It begins! <laughs> <laughs> and he screams and runs away. That's that's definitely one of the better ones. I, 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 that's a Barney thing. Uh, from at L Columbia eighty eight, Lord Palmerston. Uh, the Elder. Thank you for making the Wade Boggs roll, Robbie. Uh, from at Fraser McGovern, Mo. I think he meant through nonviolent grassroots political action. <laughs> oh really? Oh all right. And get back the grenades. Get back the grenades. Uh, who put who pulled the pin on this one? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, from at Nate Bleak. Wow, Barney, you brought a whole beer cake. Yeah, where can I fill it up? <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's good. Uh, from uh, at Maria Banta, sweet, beautiful, drunk talk. Robbie, what is your favorite Barney quote? It was not represented among anyone, any of our answers. No one answered this one. Wow. Um, it uh, is Mo. You'll be back. And you. And you. And you. Of course I'll be back. If you didn't close, I'd never leave. <laughs> Mine is actually in a very similar vein that also wasn't among this. I was like, Homer asked, what do you call this? It's a double tall mocha latte. 
like it's it's not like beer, but I'm glad I got that monkey off my back. And then he proceeds to chug like four coffees. <laughs> oh, poor Barney. Yeah. Uh, next week's question: What's your favorite Kent Brockman quote? Oh, uh, you will find it on our Twitter at Simpson Show Pod. You can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail dot com, and the question is on our Patreon. Uh, post it publicly so you don't have to support us to answer if you don't want to. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The new Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard. Try and stump the other. Matt has a three-point lead on me in the season. It's upsetting. I'm going to try and I have, I have like five or six episodes left. I got to make up that. I don't. This is a problem. Whenever Matt gets a lead, that's a problem. No, Robbie, it's just the natural order of things. <sighs> You're not wrong. That's also a problem. Uh, <laughs> give me an easy question. All right. So your easy question for today. Uh, why is Lisa rejected as Burns is heir in Burns is heir? Because she's a girl. You are correct. So the Because of the patriarchy. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Matt, your easy question. In Marge and Change, Marge goes to jail for what crime? Shoplifting. That is correct. All right. Your medium question. Uh, what will happen to Smithers when Burns dies? I believe... I'm not sure... <laughs> I'm not sure... I think there's been multiple answers for that. I'm going to go with the one that I remember the most. Um, that Smithers would be buried alive alongside him at his feet. You are correct. Yay! You know, uh, you have no idea, Matt, how happy it is just for me to get a medium question, right? Just me getting a Aww. medium question. I'm just like, oh, I'm not an idiot today. All right, your medium question, Matt. Uh, what brand of bourbon does Marge get caught stealing? Uh, okay. Um, oh, brownest of the brown liquors. <laughs> um, isn't it like Colonel Quickie Marts? Is that your complete answer? Yes. I'll give you a point, because it's not the full thing, but it's most of it. It's Colonel Quickie yeah. Mart's Kentucky Bourbon is the full oh. name. See, I always find it funny. I mean, isn't bourbon required to be made in Kentucky? I think the isn't joke... allowed to be called? I think the joke here is that because it's obviously Colonel Quickie Mart's bourbon, that it's definitely not made in Kentucky. So ah. they just label it Colonel Quickie Mart's Kentucky Bourbon, even though... And I don't... I think... I don't... I don't know how enforceable the law is. Like, there is a big, this is maybe like 3% of our listeners will care about this at all. But I think there, feel like there was a big how to do about whiskey and bourbon, like hmm. a couple years ago, about how a lot of your, you know, you go to a liquor store and you look at all the bourbons or all the whiskeys, and there's a lot of ones that look they're like it's craft and it's, you know, small batch and whatever. And then it finds out that, all, like, 75% of them are they come from a single distillery that just basically they just relabel like different other 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 companies will buy it from them put a label on it that says it's small batch and it's special but it's actually basically the same and there's not and I, there's a big to do about it in the craft bourbon and craft whiskey world I forget I don't know how much it, how enforceable it is to make the labeling of bourbon as whatever Um, what's my hard question Matt Let's see, your hard question for today. Oh, wrong tab. 
who makes Bart's jacket that's a present from Birds that he tries to give to Milhouse? Oh, God. It makes him hunch. I remember that. It makes this him... is a different jacket. Oh, okay. I don't remember it then. Um, who makes it? Uh, I'm going to go with Brooks Brothers. It is a Bob Mackie original. Okay. I probably wouldn't, I guess. I know Bob Mackie, but I don't think I would have guessed Bob Mackie. Your hard question. Um, Troy McClure in Margin Chains helps sell the juice loosener. He is introduced as appearing and starring in what films? The juice loosener episode. Okay. Um, it's not smoke yourself then or get confident, stupid. I'm pretty sure it's the Brad Goodman episode. Um, smoke yourself hmm. then. It's basically what this fat burner, fat burner stuff you buy at GNC is. Just smoke, smoke yeah. yourself thin. Take take a, a lot of caffeine. It accelerates your bodies. That's what epinephrine was. I got nothing. For some reason, this is not coming to me at all. There's two of them. It is P is for Psycho and the President's Neck the is president's missing. The President's Neck is missing. Okay, it was those. Well, <sighs> Matt, I'd made a point on you today, which is progress, and I'll take it. I'll just have to do that for a couple more weeks. Uh-huh. That's the problem, though. When I have to do it for a couple more weeks, I don't know if I can. I'm capable. That's the tough part. That's the, that is the tough part. Um, so Matt's winning so far through the season 34 to 32. We can move on to our final second segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categories because we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Okay. Um, See, last week's was easy because it was so bad. Yeah, this is just one of those where it there's no character development and it's boring. And it's not very funny. It's just kind of dull. It doesn't make me angry, really. I mean, it it's frustrating at times. Um, no one, none of the characters act like they're not mean or terrible to each other for the most part. They're just really dull. So. Uh, I think, all right, the Bart wants what it wants. How about that? Wait, is it better or worse than that? The Bart wants what it wants. Um, what is that one again? That is Greta Wolfcastle. Another, it's very, that's why it's very similar. It's very similar to this. You're right. You're right. Uh, okay, it's Greta Wolfcastle. Right above that is Large Marge. Right above, below that is how I'm going to summer vacation. Um, hmm. Honestly, I would probably put it as worse because at least that we get something of what Greta wants. We get her a little bit as a character uh, because we see her move to Millhouse. We get the idea, oh, that's the kind of person she is. Uh, but it, it's got a lot of the same issues that this episode has, you know, with the extended buildup and taking forever to get going and... I think it's worse than that. I don't know. How I spent my summer vacation was pretty bad. I would probably put it right above Marginal History Tour and right below How I Spent My Summer Vacation. That is exactly where I would put it, Matt. So I 100% agree with you. Um, How I Spent My Summer Vacation. It really depends on what kind of what flavor of Simpsons, Bad Simpsons episode make, get your gets stuck in your crawl the worst. Um I think I'd rather watch How I Spent My Summer Vacation again. Like, it has the terrible, like, oh, celebrities palling around with the Simpsons for no reason, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it's still more entertaining than this, which is just, like, it's 
like also that episode's full of wackiness and like cartoonness, but it's there's something to it. Like this is just oof, so boring. Um, I like Bart love interest episodes. Like what is? It's not even a love interest. They Bart like does it. Like why is Bart like we never even talked about that? Matt. Why is Bart not like like he Bart? Talks about cooties and not liking her before. We've seen Bart like yeah, girls. He's ten. I feel like uh, that should be. We've seen him I like girls before. Like it, it might not be like real. Like oh, I, I'm gonna go date her or something. But he has a crushes, and you're like, well, why doesn't? Why wouldn't you just have it so he has a crush on her? And if the sh- and if the episode is trying to say that, but just ha- playing them you can't have two care both of the characters have playing hard to get like doesn't work because it just seems like they're being jerks to each other <laughs> i don't know um so where where the hell is that on our list okay i just had it the wandering juvie number 277 on our list right below how i spent my summer vacation right above marginal history tour last place is codependence day our first place episode is homer's enemy we have a question to ask matt before we move on, Ooh, okay, we have a question asked that we ask every single episode. Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! All right, Wandering Judy, is it a part of the Simpsons the Cannon? I mean, there's, there's really no reason not for it to be, but there's no reason to include it either. Uh, I mean, it's... It's kind of worthless. So, I mean, it depends on are we trying to be as inclusive as possible or are we slimming it down to just the episodes that are important to be part of the canon? I would say that if it doesn't, if the episode itself, I don't think quality of the episode necessarily needs to be a part of the discussion unless it's atrocious. Um, I think it's like a comic book. You know, does it, if uh, you read an issue of Captain America and let's say the issue isn't good, but Captain America acts like himself for the most part, and the things inside of it don't uh, don't counter counter anything that's happened in the rest of the canon. I think you can leave it safely. I think it's I think it's better here as like as a Simpsons historian or archivist. You know, you would have the idea of you include as much as you can, and future generations can then cut that stuff out if they don't like it. Even though that's not, this is just a podcast, none of that really matters. But that's what I would say. I would say, I would say we include it. The episode's not good, but the things that happen in the episode don't, aren't like not The Simpsons. Like Bart could go to Juvenile Hall. Like it's a good idea. I think this episode, like the idea of the episode is a good idea. And so, and nothing happens in it. It's just crazy. It's just not executed very well. But I don't think that includes it from being part of the canon. Yeah. Um. So we won't shoot out of the canon. I'm also not angry at it, so again, it doesn't... I don't need to play a clip of a booming cannon. But we will go up to the top of the list as we're working our way through our best episode of the list. Decide what is and is not in the canon. On our next, we're up 15 now, Black Widower. Saichu Bob episode. If you're asking me, obviously that's in there. Matt, there's no one else here. I have to... Whenever I ask a question, well, it's Well, I didn't know if you were ready to ask me... Uh, yet, or if you were just pausing to... Uh, you know. Usually when I pause, I want you to talk. That's the secret. Um, oh okay yes i think yeah obviously it's it's important part of sideshow bob's history frankly and and uh the storied the storied uh uh what's the word i'm looking for um storied relationship 
history of Selma, of Selma, Bouvier, Terwilliger, McClure, Hutz, Hutz, McClure. Hutz McClure. It ha- of course, yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great episode, a uh, really well done mystery, and it's a good sideshow, perfect sideshow Bob episode, good, good Selma episode for that, for that matter. So yes, obvious, part of the canon, probably not going to get a no for a long time. Must work on our way down, but it's fun to revisit yeah. them and talk about them. Talk about how good they are. Um, you can find this list on our website. It's the SimpsonsShow.com has links to all our stuff, our social media, our RSS feed, our link to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, throw us a couple dollars. We'd really appreciate it. Hope keep the lights on, help pay for hosting, and you get a bunch of bonus material alongside it. Uh, Matt, our next episode. I don't remember at all what it is. Oh, that's what it is. It is My Big Fat Geek Wedding. Oh, oh boy, a comic book guy episode. That's what we wanted. Edna, it's Edna breaking up with Skinner and then getting with comic book guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted. That's what we asked for. <laughs> Who's we? You got a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robbie, I do. Exactly. Precisely. Okay, cool. Uh, I didn't ask for any of this. But that's next time. You guys can watch along with us. I, I'm not. A, I don't have high hopes, but at least you know it, it will give me a target for my anger in the, in the shape of comic book guy. Uh, that'll do it for us today. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and my website is RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels, my newest novel, War on Halloween. It is a horror suspense story about a family fighting for Halloween in a town controlled by a sinister reverend with secret occult powers. You can find it on Amazon, wherever you buy books. You can read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. Unfortunately, all of my time for the rest of the week, we're taking up with feeding kittens. So I'm sorry, unless you are a kitten, is it is in need of a formula, uh, you will be ignored. Can they send you a kitten that needs formula with a message attached? Sure, why not? That's a great idea, actually. There you go. Don't send kittens to Matt. He's got enough kittens. I'm serious. Don't do that. That's true. I'm I'm not endorsing that. I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, That'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode. Shh.